All righty, listeners, welcome. Allie and I have been hanging out pre-record. I'd just like to warm up before we go official. It is 6 a.m. for both of us, so you're welcome. <laughs> because this is how we build around our lives, fit our business into our life versus our life into our business. So Ali Prof and I have been chatting and just having the most beautiful preamble to this episode, and I'm already head over heels for her, and our stories are so, so similar. And what I'm really excited about is that she works full time. Okay. So do I. So do some of you. And this is, let's see, this is, I really like to put that out there so that you know that you can be an entrepreneur and an employee and other things, and that you don't have to take the parachute, build the parachute on the way down. You can do it your way. No rules, no rules, no rules. You decide, especially in something like this, because as an online business owner, you're setting everything up. So choose it to suit you. Much like going to a buffet, um, that famous one in Vegas, there's that really, there's a really big buffet. Oh my gosh. At the Bellagio or something. There's like a buffet for days, literally, but like conference hotel rooms, not everything there is going to appeal, right? So just take what does and then go back for more slowly and try it all out till you have your perfect bit. So um, I want to bring Ali on because we've just been having such a good time and there's so many just beautiful things to get through. Um, and so Ali works full time. She's launching her online business. She's been on the online space before. And <laughs> she's got three boys, two years apart. And guess what? The younger ones are twins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ali. Thanks for joining me on this early morning before running off to do all the things that you have to do. I'm so, so excited to have you here. And thank you. You as well. I've, I've, I've been listening to your podcasts and I just really like your energy and it's an honor to be on here. Oh. So I met Allie because of an email that she sent mm -hmm. and I got on her list from a bundle that I was probably in. I've been doing a lot of bundles um, and they really help grow the list side note. Um, so, you know, reach out to either of us if that's something you're thinking of, because they are handy. Yes. And and Allie's email was just like, it was so, it was like talking to her. It was like, felt like an old friend, felt like a really relatable, um, very sweet, you know, but professional person coming through to me in my inbox. And so I replied with a big, long <laughs> reply. <laughs> and I was like, with you. Do you want to come on my show? Do you want to come to my Facebook group? What do you want to do? And so she's like, oh, come to your podcast. And um, and she's launching one too. So tell us about you. Tell us about where you're at. Um, maybe even a bit about the energy in that email, if you remember. It was mid-June mm -hmm. when you said so that folks can get to know you in, in a similar way that I did and and you know relate to your story. Absolutely. Um, so my full-time job, I'm a technical writer and I've actually been a technical writer for about 15 years now. Um, and I absolutely love it and not too big of a rabbit trail, but I got into it because in college, I love math and science, but I love reading and writing. I always had my nose in a book, but I was also a math nerd. And so I went to college and I was going to do engineering and they had me take a tech writing class. And I was like, oh my gosh, you mean you can write and do math at the same time? Okay, <laughs> and so that's so, what technical writing is. <laughs> well, that's what it was when I was in college uh, a number of years ago. A few. I won't say how many. <laughs> <laughs> it's since evolved. There's so much more to technical writing now that um, where I graduated from, the major has expanded instead of being the the technical writing program. It's now called human centered design engineering, which is a big mouthful, but it includes user experience and content strategy and user interface writing and user research and just so much more. Okay. Um, because and the has field your job, um, branched into this new robust industry. Um, 
I have stayed pretty consistent. Um, so, and a little bit more. So I was doing the Navy ROTC program. I got a scholarship. So that helped pay for college. So after, um, college, I did the Navy thing for a while. And then when I got out of the Navy, um, and I was in the Navy during nine 11. So that was really an interesting experience. But when I got out, I was still young and idealistic. And I'm like, what do I want to do that helps the world? So I became a teacher and I taught for a year. And then I was like, this is amazing. And I went back and I got my master's um, (laughs) in teaching. And then I taught in a public school instead of a private school. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not very good at classroom management and discipline, especially Um, math when kids don't want to be there. And it's not like an elective where you can be like, oh, well, you don't want to be in band. You don't have to be in band. It's like, no, you're, I'm teaching math. (laughs) So, um, I was like, yeah, I'm good at explaining things, but maybe not as much at the classroom. So I worked in aerospace, um, for 12 years (laughs) at a very large company. I won't name names. And they wanted to move our jobs from the Puget sound area where I live to Mesa. And I didn't want to move to Mesa. And so I worked at a artificial intelligence um, company. I did some contracting at Microsoft. Oh, I wasn't going to name names. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, you already have so much street cred. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. And I'm just going to jump in because this is, you know, Ali, we were chatting before about the mindset and the journey of entrepreneurship and this evidence trail this portfolio of yours is like mind-blowing and you're not very old (laughs) you've done so much and obviously the kids must have factored in through you know you had them in 2019 like they're 13 and 11 so yeah you're doing all this stuff is amazing. Now your online business is like another piece that's webbing into all of this, but you're like, you're just, I'm just blown away. I mean, you were cool five minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm getting to where I am now. And so when I was doing all my contract work is that I realized just how unstable my, my job was. Okay. And that's when I launched my first site. Um, so my friend and I, um, we both had au pairs. Um, so like I said, my, my boys are two years or like you said in the intro, my boys are two years apart. So I, I had a three-year-old and twin (laughs) one-year-olds and so, and daycare was just really hard. So we had an au pair and there, there's not a lot out there for au pair host parents. Oh, and just to tell people what an au pair is. So an au pair is, Um, You have somebody from another country come and live with your, come and live in your home Mm -hmm. and they provide childcare for you. Um, And in the United States, it's up to 45 hours per week or 10 hours per day, whichever is more. Mm -hmm. There are like 13 ish. So au pair agencies that are licensed by the department of state, they come here on a J one visa. They also have an education requirement where they have to take a few college classes. And then they come here just to live with a family earn some money mm-hmm. and really practice their English is what a lot of them want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing program. We had an au pair for two years from Japan. We had an au pair from France and we had an au pair from Italy mm-hmm. and it, all of these people. And there's also a uh, bo- uh, men, boys, yeah. males. Yeah. Both <laughs> genders. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes genders. people call them bro pairs. Um, <laughs> yeah. But most, okay. most au pairs are female. Sure. Um, but yeah, all of the ladies that we had are just amazing and we're still in touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so this, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so we started our site, my own pair and me, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. I just didn't have a, um, a really good way to monetize it that I, I wanted to monetize it. Like I could have run ads on my blog and I didn't want to do that. And I could have sold Mm -hmm. them some things and I didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. because I just liked putting the information out there. I just love sharing information. That's what I do. 
And that's why I'm a tech writer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so yeah. then I actually found a stable job at GoDaddy since I'm naming names. Okay. And I I loved it there. Um, and I was there for three years. And now I'm working at the rival aerospace company. So okay. I worked for Boeing before. I, I mean, okay. I guess I shouldn't hide it because if you go to my LinkedIn, you can see yeah. all these things. Um, so I worked at Boeing for 12 years and now I'm working at Airbus Robotics. Although the company I work for now, they started up as a small startup themselves and then they got acquired. And okay. so it's been really, really, really fun at my day job because we're rebranding everything. I'm the first and only tech writer. So I'm getting to write all of the processes from scratch. We mm -hmm. hired a quality manager. So I'm doing the ISO 9001 certification and it's just so much fun. But that brings mm -hmm. me to, I still haven't told you what my my business actually is so my business is called technically eclectic and i the reason why i chose that name is eclectic means you like a little bit of everything mm -hmm. and it's really great for those of us who are multi-passionate because it's like i don't know what i want to do when i grow up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe i don't have to choose so but i'm technically eclectic well i'm eclectic in all sorts of ways but um my business idea has evolved. I wanted to do tech writing and um, process writing for entrepreneurs, because when you have your processes in place, yeah. then you can hire your VAs and you can do all these things and you can grow and you can scale. However, people don't go out saying, oh yeah, I want to write an SOP. <laughs> and so <laughs> when you're marketing that, you have to find out what people actually want. And I was like, eh, also, this is too close to what I do. And when I filled out my conflict of interest form, I got told this is a little bit too close to what your day job is. And so for non-compete, you have to change your business a little. So I'm like, okay, what else do I do that's really well? Or that's 6 a.m. That's really well. My English, I can English. Um, what else do I do that I really enjoy, that I do well, that comes naturally to me, that I can make a difference in other people's lives and help them? And that's where I got my idea of digital organization. Mm -hmm. So what my business is now is that I help people organize their files online so they can find what they need when they need it. Yes. And I've actually done this twice in my life. Mm -hmm. um, when I was at Boeing, I helped organize an online server that hadn't been organized in like 10 years. And the group of engineers was 180 engineers. Really? And it, it took an entire year plus. At least. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, I'm, I did the same process that I'm doing now mm -hmm. in which, so my four steps are find an inventory. So what you do is you just go out, you just kind of see what you have at a high level and just kind of figure out the scope of what you're working with. And so the next thing is brainstorm and build where you build your, your content map, your mm -hmm. information architecture. Mm -hmm. um, I try not to use too many jargony terms, um, just your, your mind map. And you want to, yep. you figure out what, what do I want my files to look like? Mm -hmm. And it's really important to go through both steps because you're the part of the brain that you use when you are like, oh, I have this thing and I'm going to file it or I'm going to save it or I'm going to put it in a folder is a different part of your brain than when you go to look for things and retrieve them and pull them up. So it's like, oh, I know I have that headshot. Where's my bio? Where's my brand colors? Ah, I can't remember where I put it. Well, that's mm -hmm. because it's two different parts of your brain. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so what you do is you build a mind map of like, hey, this is where how I think everything should be organized. Yeah. And then you check in with yourself. Like, am I trying to look for things in the same place where I'm trying to put things? Mm -hmm. And when you have this outline, it's much easier to rearrange things and move things around without actually moving all your files yet. Yeah. Okay. And so once you have your outline, mm -hmm. then... You could do the third step, mm -hmm. which is um, plan and migrate. Okay. So you figure out, okay, I know how much stuff I have. I know how I want to organize it. Mm -hmm. let, let me look at my life. Let me look at my calendar. Let me figure out, mm -hmm. you know, how many gigs or thousands of files I have or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to move stuff and I'm going to make a plan to move stuff. Um, it's also really not fun. <laughs> <to> <laughs> well, for most people, I love it. For most, I know I love it too, but 
I'm, I'm trying to put myself, you know, in the shoes of my, my client. Shoes. Yeah. And most of my, you know, most of people who are entrepreneurs are really creative people and they're action takers and they're doers. And I want to be able to make sure they're successful in getting through things. And so if you, if you have a goal, if you work through things, um, also the difficulty of working in the online space is that you don't see the product of what you do. So when you're doing, when you watch, if you watch HGTV shows, um, Mm -hmm. there's always the before and the after, and you can, or even if you, you know, if you're doing Marie Kondo or any of those other organizers, like organizing your physical space, you can see it. You can see the Mm -hmm. difference, Mm -hmm. but when you're just moving files, it's like, oh, I just sat at the computer for an hour and a half. What did I accomplish? I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A stiff neck. (laughs) Yeah. And so I want to make sure that, you know, there's ways in which people can capture the before and they can see the process, they can stay motivated, they can keep going and they, they can migrate their stuff into the new, Mm -hmm. the new organization system. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you don't have to move everything. What you can do is you can just put a whole bunch of, you can put it in a like, you know, previous organization, or you can put stuff by years. Like here's the 2023 folder. Mm-hmm. And you just move out the things that you need yeah, and go moving forward. You don't have to organize your archives unless you need to organize your archives. And maybe you do, maybe you don't, but that's part <laughs> of the process in, of step one when you're inventorying wow. what you have. Yeah. Doing and then an the- overall audit and assessment yeah. and then making decisions to guide what you're going to take on. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to need the most for where your business is at now. Right. And then the fourth and final step is maintain and move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know. So like even when in the physical space, like I worked mm-hmm. at it one summer when I was in high school, I worked at a doctor's office filing papers because mm-hmm. my mom was a nurse and it was, you know, just some, they're like, Oh, we need somebody to help. Yeah. And so we'll pay this teenager. Yeah. And what I noticed is that like, it's not necessarily the most efficient to file everything, to file papers away when they come in. Sometimes it's okay to let them build up for like a half a day or a day or a week or whatever your cadence is, mm-hmm. and then file everything at the same time. So sometimes though it is, Um, so there's, you just have to analyze your process and what do you need? And this is why I have just a general framework and Mm -hmm, I really mm -hmm. like to work with people. And what I'm working on right now is trying to figure out how do I write this down in a course or in a book Mm -hmm. so that I can be flexible enough to accommodate everybody's needs, but still have enough structure that people can go forward. That's one of my favorite lines is uh, structure without constriction. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to use it. Credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because similarly, I was, you know, doing this sorting. I was the doer of the sorting Mm -hmm. in my very Capricorn logical linear way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't work for the creatives, for the firecrackers and the, you know, um, like popcorn firework type thinkers. And I would get frustrated. And so that was a big pivot in how I showed up, which is beautiful that you've identified that and are now creating this model. And mm-hmm. I really want the listeners to hear this because you know how much I like value um, digital cleanliness. We can get mm-hmm. so, so much digital hoarding. And even my own online business has evolved in how it's organized into now my signature system, which is pretty awesome too. Yeah. And there's so much value in that because it creates the habit of repetition and um, removes uh, like decision fatigue and like frustration and time loss, right? So it makes your business more efficient. But in your model, you are, you're really a tangible example of that structure without constriction where you're working in a custom way to Mm -hmm. that particular client's thought processes. So there's no square peg round hole. It's more like um, a training ground and a teaching ground 
but specific to their learning style in order for them to slot and categorize and have a more clean business. And for the listeners, you know, the example I use is like the grocery store. So grocery stores are by and large organized the same way, but from chain to chain, they may vary a little bit. Some things on the left, some things in the middle, et cetera, you know, generally the same things on the outsides. And so we use systems and we love systems, but we just forget when it comes to our business because we get all twisted in our minds, right? So um, this type of um, uh, equipment tool in the business is really important to make everything else run more smoothly mm-hmm. and to assist you as the CEO and to build a business that can function without you having to have all the answers to where everything is, which is what you want. That gives you some space from your business. So that sounds like a really great system that you've developed. And then probably for your brain, Ali, like it would scratch and feed your hungry brain muscle because you get to figure out different people all the time, which is like the really, like the other super fun part for you, I would imagine. It is. And to um, play on your grocery store example for a moment, like if you think about why, like why are the same things around Mm -hmm. the outside, the bakery, the the butcher area, the 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 produce, it's it's because of the structure. Like you, Mm -hmm. when you have the bakery area, you don't want to just put ovens in the middle of your store. (laughs) You you don't want to put all that meat processing stuff in the middle of the store in your stock room. Like, There's, you know, things can be arranged in different ways, mm-hmm. but there are some best, there really are some best practices mm-hmm. that just when you think about it, they make sense. And the same thing with, um, you know, filing things online, there, there are some things that just make sense that people should do. And that's why we have the field of like information technology and librarians mm-hmm. is that, mm-hmm. you know, when you're sorting and categorizing things there whether you're a popcorn brain or you're a linear thinker Mm -hmm. some things just work that way and that's the best way for all people um also you have more freedom when you're all by yourself um and who i really want to help are the people content creators so youtubers bloggers podcasters who are about to hire a team or a hire an assistant because things that work well for your brain once you start getting a group of people together their brains think differently and so you need to come up with a similar organization and that's a story i hear often even when i'm just talking um i do um chambers of commerce i was going to meetings for a while yeah Yeah. you know just to listen to people's stories I love hearing people's stories and so I I would tell them what I would do and so people would tell me their stories and everybody starts oh you shouldn't see my files they're awful (laughs) and I'm like no 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 judgment and I'm like how are they awful like why do you feel that way how do you think Mm -hmm. and people Mm -hmm. would say well you know there's like five of us on the team and Mm -hmm. we can't agree on the way that things should be filed and organized and I'm like well that happens in my own brain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine how it is with five people but right. that's why it's important to um and also because I'm I, I do tend to jump around like I just didn't complete a sentence but I do want to so the four steps are find an inventory uh plan or sorry find an inventory brainstorm mm-hmm. and build plan mm-hmm. and migrate and then maintain mm-hmm. and move forward mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's really important to set up the system first before you start taking action. Although I do really admire people who take action. I'm thinking about businesses too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was telling you that I've written three emails and I've put Mm -hmm. them in convert kit and I haven't sent them to my list because I'm like, oh, they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading emails from some of the other people that I follow. And I'm like, oh, this is so much more Mm -hmm. professional than me. And I'm trying to set up my podcast. I'm like, oh, but I, 
I Cinderella myself is a term that I came up with last night because I'm like, oh, well, you can go to the ball if, oh, you can have a podcast if you have this and you have this and you have this. It's like, no, just do it. Just go out there. Life is messy. Just do it. This is, yes. So, and this has been a huge part of growth and embracing, (laughs) going to say it again, super annoying, structure without constriction. Yeah. (laughs) Because like, I would say, I'm going to grab Ali into this. Like we love systems. And I mean, just listening to your background and your professional life, very precise math, very precise, very defined black and white outcomes. And that's been, um, you know, a big influence or choice in my life for a long time too. And then this year I started saying like, I, I let the cats out of the bag and it's, <laughs> it's kind of been awesomer, but it, there's still been something that glues it together, something that keeps it connected and threaded And so this is the evolution. I guess we're um, digital organizing disruptors who are blending these things together and paving a new way, um, you know, that allows space for both, that allows space for the structure and allows space for um, the creativity. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we can get out of our own way by relaxing into that right? Because I did the complete opposite with my podcast. I just was like, record (laughs) today for fun. So I've got this digital background on. I'm on my phone, you guys. And um, my computer broke. I'm on my phone and I'm propped up on this like pen holder between two pairs of scissors. Literally, I won't be able to take a picture after because the phone is there. (laughs) But this is and so it's like, oh, we're going to have to reschedule. My computer's broke. No, you just make it work, right? Yeah. And and kind of get out of um, removing the excuses means being a little bit more flexible means having systems. And my system in this case was we had the appointment scheduled. We had the Zoom link ready. We had a mutual agreement. And now it just came to the time to execute and we do it just like weather happens. So we have to adapt to the weather, right? And still go to work or take the kids to school or cook a meal when the power goes out, right? Yeah. Well, and also like I something I've heard a lot is done is better than perfect. And oh don't think, just do. It's kind of like, but the reason why is because It's like you can watch YouTube videos of how to play a saxophone until the cows come home and you can study saxophones and you can like get really into it. But unless you actually tried putting it in your mouth and playing the fingers, like you can watch videos, you can practice fingering, but Mm -hmm. unless you actually try doing it and guess what, when you start doing it, you're probably not going to be very good. Pretty awful. It's complicated. It's the same thing with anything, whether it's your online business, like my email list, my three emails Mm -hmm. that I wrote, but I didn't Mm -hmm. send, Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, digital organizing or anything, you know, podcasting, blogging, whatever you're trying to do. Um, I really appreciate, there's been some big names that um, have gone back to their first. And I'm thinking specifically of Pat Flynn went back. And highlighted like some of his very, very first YouTube videos. And you're like, oh, they're so cute. And now look at you now. You're amazing. And Amy Porterfield did the same thing. Um, She was saying, oh, yeah, I had this, you know, super dorky haircut and, you know, and Mm -hmm. my website. And here's Mm -hmm. here's a screenshot of what my website used to look like. Mm -hmm. And now she's this powerhouse. Yeah. And another thing I've also heard, and it's easy to hear these things and it's hard to internalize them, but don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And you're like, Um, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I know I'm not. But then you find yourself, you're like, actually I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't send those emails because right after I drafted them and then I was letting them set for a day before I edited them, I got emails from people that I follow and I'm like, oh, my emails aren't good enough. And I didn't Mm -hmm. send them. I'm yeah. totally comparing my beginning to somebody else's middle yeah. or, have- or their gold medal, 
right? Like even yeah. further. Yeah. Well, that's so another. That, I, I too am sitting on a series of eight emails. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, this, I sat down in a park. I had a moment of time to myself. I only have one kid and a stepdaughter is here part-time. So it's not intense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this beautiful park. And I talked to text this series of eight emails mm-hmm. and they're like, they're so good. And that was six weeks ago. And I'm waiting to start the series because the digital course isn't ready to launch. And I'm self-justifying mm-hmm. the a delay because I don't, well, I mean, it's not completely unreasonable or excuse building, but you guys, like, you know, I work full time and have this kid that doesn't go to bed until 10 o'clock and now my computer's broken and like, there's just diff- different factors. And so I am being true to the part where I want to have an automated product that then comes with support so that the systems are in place so that I can serve on repeat and show up more in control than having to schedule a bunch of calls with people on the weekend when I'm like burnt out from running a, a job and a business and a house and a thing. And so, uh, you know, building these pieces together is creating the desired outcome And here I'm like coming to this awareness as we talk is like releasing the judgment or the pressure or what the internet is telling me I should be doing in the mindset work of things. So we're talking about the just do it and just taking that action. And in doing so, really, let's see if I can get this, really surrendering to what that action is, even if it's not perfect. And you were saying a lot of that. And I just want to give some very real context that I am taking such imperfect action right now, Mm -hmm. trying to get this course going, trying to build it off my phone now, but I couldn't find the video link. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's not there. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go read my book and start over tomorrow. But those are steps computer's broken. It's not loading. Again, I just had it troubleshot, trouble fixed, and it's broken again. So it probably needs a new hard drive. So in the oh, meantime, how frustrating. <laughs> well, it's not ideal, but you know, like to keep going with this imperfect action mm-hmm. of doing it. I was looking at hosting a digital course, right? I've got right. this cool thing. You guys, the kiss method is going to blow your mind. It's ah, I'm so excited. It's it's an evolution of everything that I've been doing into the next level. So I am now my beginning to my middle to my, I don't know, next step after that, mid, mid-middle, next mm-hmm. middle, right? The evolution, which is which is also why I really wanted to point out to you your portfolio and your life evidence of what you're capable of, because the stuff that you described like really blew my mind. I was, it was almost in tears and of awe with how much you've done. Um, It's just amazing, which, you know, we forget how capable we are. Exactly. Right. We forget like you Cinderella yourself, you're doing conditional happiness, conditional rewards when this, then that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe having a kid or, or moving or when, you know, not to be morbid, but when death happens, like it's not at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the other thing too, is like also in high school, I played soccer. I was not Mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. I was on the junior, junior varsity. And then I think my senior year of high school, they took pity on me and they moved me up to the JV. Um, And I was thinking about that this morning as I was getting ready for this podcast is that if you've ever done a sport or played an instrument or just done anything, you don't have to be Lionel Messi and enjoy playing soccer. I still love playing soccer. I'm still really bad at it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's fun. And the same thing with playing an Mm -hmm. instrument. Like I took piano lessons when I was in you know, elementary and middle school. And I still dink around sometimes. I'm not very good, but I like it. And the thing is, is that like, I don't have to be Amy Porterfield Mm -hmm. 
to be able to help a few people. And if I just help a few people, like I don't have to be a multi-million dollar, it would be nice. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I don't, that's okay. So just take, just, just do it. And also the other thing that I do that helps me is I pretend like I'm somebody else or I'm, I'm working on somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. So for instance, my own resume, Mm -hmm. I I just can't, (laughs) but my friends all bring me their resumes and they're like, Oh, Allie, you're a tech writer. Can you help me with my resume? I'm like, sure. And things just flow. It's like, Oh, you know, you have this life experience or this job experience. Like this is how you, you word it. But can I do that on my own? No, (laughs) because I get in my own way. Yeah. And so emotional mind game mm-hmm. comes to ourselves even though we can perform so beautifully elsewhere and this is such an important part of of awareness and growth is to just lean into that like you said I play soccer but I suck but I love it mm-hmm. and um you know we could become Amy Porterfield potentially but Amy Porterfield didn't know she was going to be that when she started yeah it continued to evolve as she got there, right? Exactly. So when we relax into that, we can give our space, give ourselves space to go more. And so what I'm doing is I'm just surrendering to all the, the craziness of what's happening because, you know, this digital course, I started on a different platform because mm-hmm. I thought my website platform, I'm on Wix. And I was like, oh, Wix doesn't have digital course platform. I'm going to go to something called System.io, which is a really good platform, by the way, friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started building there. And then the funnels weren't saving. And I stayed up until like 11 one night. And when I logged in the next day and all the work I had done wasn't there, I was like, what is happening? And I had spent, I don't know, two weeks at that time, you know, starting to plug things in and do the graphics, like you were saying in the preamble and the landing page and make it all pretty. And and then it wasn't all there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so now Wix has a digital course platform that either I didn't see two months ago or is now there because they're always come up, coming up with new stuff. And it's way easier to navigate and build like just the way the software and I interact is so much nicer for me. Oh, cool. So I've abandoned system. <laughs> like, going back into this one, and I'm like, okay, it's taking longer. It's whatever's happening, but I'm still, you know, building bit by bit. And that's the part that counts. And that's the part where, you know, we don't need to compare or pressure ourselves is just to keep going mm-hmm. and start dripping the offer now. Like I'm, I'm sharing, I'm super excited about it and I'm ready to get paid for it. Cause man, it's <laughs> labor of love um, and opening up to the receivership of it because of the impact that I know it'll have, which, you know, you talked about too, with your four step process and, the meta question of such an important one, really lean in on this, the meta question of why we're doing what we're doing in our business. Yeah. And, and then as it bleeds out into life, because there's a difference between busy and results. Absolutely. And I think that's where sometimes I get in my comfort zone of doing tasks It's like, oh, I'm just going to do this task. Oh, I'm just going to do this task. But what am like, what is the purpose of that task? Is it, is it actually accomplishing anything? And sometimes it is. And sometimes it isn't. Writing those emails for both of us sure was, but now them sitting there. Yeah. (laughs) I just want, want, you know, we're going to do things sometimes and then we're going to get in our overthinking around it Mm -hmm. and um part of that is just forgetting about the outcome and not worrying about it because showing up people want to hear from us whether it's good or bad and just practicing like you said practicing the bad soccer until you maybe get better after 10,000 hours yeah well and I I lost it (laughs) my brain is not yet 
Like it's early. It's early. It and that's okay. This is part of it. But this has been such a beautiful, beautiful um conversation. And you know, we've talked about mindset and we've talked about what we offer and why we're passionate about it. And really, we've talked too about having a full-time job and building something um for ourselves around all of that. And you know, whether the goal is to replace the income and be a full-time entrepreneur or not, it's saying yes to the desire to have entrepreneurship in your life and then making space to pursue that. And it's not easy um, as an, like, even as a, a person by themselves, never mind when we layer in more things. And so the way to get there, like more things like jobs and kids. And, you know, today it's Allie's oldest 13th birthday. So she's getting yeah. a teenager and graduating into that, which is going to be a whole other situation. And then the twins have their birthday not long after. And so, you know, birthdays can be a big event in the house and can take up a lot of capacity. And our businesses may shrink and fall or computers break and it's like how are we going to keep this thing going but we're going to adapt and we're going to figure out a next step to just move one step or 10 steps every day you know and just keep well and also it's about figuring out your why um my the why for me is that i like to make a difference and when i started this you know, it was partly, you know, I was doing the contracting work and it was not very stable. And I'm like, ah, oh, I need to get something more stable or I just need to have multiple streams of income. Yeah, sure. But also like when I have had some of my corporate jobs, I just felt like a small cog in a big wheel. Mm-hmm. Like I was making a difference, but I almost don't want to be Amy Porterfield because And maybe this is a mindset thing I'll have to get over in the future, but I like having the face to face knowledge of helping individuals. And I do want to scale and I do want to be like, oh, you know, I have 3000 people on my email list or whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I want to something that um, I also, sorry, here's me being a popcorn brain again. (laughs) I was reading um, Pat Flynn's book about super fans and something he says that he still does is he picks five people at random and Mm -hmm. emails them directly. It's like, you know, Hey, you want to just have like a 15 minute chat. And Mm -hmm. so that's the way that he's, he's big. He's, you know, thousands of people, but he can still keep that Mm one-on-one is that for me, I want to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. to make a difference in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And another story that I really, really like is, and this is not necessarily accurate, but it's a good, it's a pretty mind picture is mm-hmm. that there's this guy and he's walking on the beach or it could be a lady. I don't know, a person, there's a person walking on the beach and you know, there's this, the beach is littered with these starfish or sea stars. I guess they're not actually fish and they're going to die if they don't get back into the water. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's so many of them and he's walking along and he's picking them up and he's throwing them out. And somebody else points out, it's like, you can't save all of them. And he picks one up and he throws it out and he's like, made a difference to that one. Yeah. And that's why I really got into teaching is that like, I can't save the world, but I made a difference to that one. Yeah. And that's the same thing with digital organizing is that I'm not going to organize the world, but I made a difference to that one. And that's what I really want to do is I want to try to keep that balance of being scaled so that I can be more efficient with my time and help the most amount of people possible, but also keep that one-on-one aspect where I'm making a difference to people, to individuals. And maybe it's not changing the world on a macro scale, but it's still making a difference. It makes a huge difference because it's a ripple in the pond. Yeah. And you don't know where the interwebbing of the collective will go because mm-hmm. all those people. So this will we'll bring it to a close with this because that's so, so beautiful, Allie. And like I just I relax into that. It removes pressure of having to, you know, 
grow fast or grow big or, or become an overnight success is staying true to the mission and blessing people with your gifts that you are a unique match for on a one-on-one basis. And then these people will um, have this vibration with them now that goes out and impacts others because through what you deliver to one person, that person could become, you know, like a multi-million dollar empire because they were finally able to get a handle on this one piece that was messing with them for years, that was torturing them even. And if we can look at growing our empires to whatever size we want on a one-on-one basis and using Pat Flynn's example that no matter how big you get, you're in charge and you get to decide what it's going to look like, then you can really stay true to yourself, true to your mission and um, keep it so simple that -hmm. it's not overwhelming or daunting or like suffocating, right? That it's just this pure intention. It's so beautiful how you described it and that it does make a difference one person does make a difference and that one person is like they're not in isolation they're connected and you don't know how they're connected well and have you ever watched the trailer of a movie like there are hundreds of names that movie could not have happened with those support people yeah and we don't all have to be actors on the screen in order to make a Mm -hmm. difference Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be backstage people. It's okay to be support people. And in fact, I prefer it. I don't like to be it's out in like front it. of everybody. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an ambivert. I have extroverted moments, but then I am like, nope, it's, I, I need to hide away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always want to be big name and lights out in front. Right. Um, I'm getting used to that, having my own business, and my own site, but really I see myself as the supporter for other people Mm -hmm. and that's what makes me happy yeah 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 so no cinderelling being ready to receive (laughs) I will send an email out this weekend and I will start my email sequence yes (laughs) it is July 25th so we'll date stamp this even though well it'll get published pretty much right away but then um the advertising comes a little bit later. The self-advertising, you guys, I'm still using Buffer and I schedule my posts. <laughs> running <laughs> ads on this, keeping it so simple because it's fun. It's just such a fun project. And um, so Ali and I are accountability buddies. We're going to follow up with each other because we're going to yes. see each other's email in our inbox and we'll know if it happened. And if you guys are not yet subscribers, please do subscribe to our emails um which I'll put in the show notes and um and this and and join the accountability train right like this this conversation is open invitation to everybody to have accountability to feel heard to clarify for yourself as we talk through and work through realizations and recommit to our whys and to how we want to run our business, like mm-hmm. not other people tell us there's useful tools and training out there. Like, you know, the YouTube videos that assist, but then you take that information for yourself and apply it in the way that works for you. You customize it much like Ali's um, process, organizing process is custom to you. Well, and like you do too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like, like I'm, I'm a little bit more like, this is how we're going to do it, mm-hmm. but I, I want my clients to um, like, it's the, I, I don't know. I think I'm bringing like the meta question to it and, and recommending this process um, so that they don't have to decide on it, but um, it, it works. So in, in closing in bringing this in, it's the invitation to the collaboratory the collaboratory where solopreneurs are coming together to support each other and to work together and to problem solve and to self-explore and to stay encouraged and accountable in growing our businesses. 
as life and things and mindset and insecurities and all of it happen as computers break down, etc. So that we're not alone and that we can leverage off of each other in the one-on-one to have the impact that we're looking to have. So we're we're no longer solopreneurs, we're collaborapreneurs and we're we're all here for each other. That's really great. <laughs> yeah, I I also am you know finding that having having a community around you can help. And everything in life is a balance. Like you need to set yourself deadlines, but you mm-hmm. also have to give yourself grace if yes. you need to move those deadlines. But you also still need to set deadlines. <laughs> and you still need to give yourself grace. Right? This this interesting balance of of the f- <laughs> what am I gonna say? <laughs> Structure without constriction. Yep. Oh beautiful. Ali, this has just been such a joy. You are so lovely. I'm so thrilled to have met you and hung out with you. And I, I would love to just keep our new relationship friendship going. You're just such a delight. Same here. And yeah, I I haven't figured out my preferred platform yet. Um, probably email. Um, I do have an Instagram account and I don't get so many DMS that like, I still have notifications on. Mm -hmm. And I'm also considering setting up Slack because it's similar to heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a free instance and also being in the software industry. Um, I'm just more familiar with Slack. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big Facebook person, but I will answer. Okay. So we'll put the link. Do you have your opt-in for your newsletter that we can put? I do. Into your space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, mostly I just like to connect with people and mm-hmm. yeah, just message people and say, how are you doing? And what are you doing? And how can I help? And okay. Beautiful. Then that's what we'll do. And we'll set you up with that. And I'll wish you a good day and a happy, happy birthday to your oldest. Thank you. And I look forward to um, hanging out with you some more in different ways. All right.